0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podcast Maps, Episode 2. My name is Graham Brown. You joined me on Episode 1 as an introduction to the world of podcasting. I shared some key statistics on where we are in podcasting right now. And the key takeaway message from Episode 1, and by the way, if you haven't heard Episode 1, then you can go to PodcastMaps.com and go and listen to it there. The key message from Episode 1 is that it's becoming harder than ever to simply publish a podcast and hope your audience will come. It's a bit like the evolution of Amazon as a publishing platform. There was a time when you could publish or self-publish a book on Amazon. And by virtue of having a book on Amazon, you would have a ready-made audience because Amazon has millions, maybe billions of customers and credit card numbers Um, customers who buy books. So you would think that by publishing a book on Amazon, you could immediately win sales. And I know this, I've done this, I've done this the hard way. I've learned my mistakes publishing books on Amazon, simply having an interesting book, putting it out there and then waiting for the sales to come in. And guess what? It doesn't happen. What a lot of publishers, of books and equally podcasts fail to realize is that the work starts when you publish, i.e. that the, pub, the, the creation of the content itself is not the main body of work. So for example, when I publish this podcast, that's when the real hard work starts. It means the distribution, the promotion, and importantly, what we'll talk about today, SEO. So what I mean by that is that it's a lot of work going into creating content. You could be writing a book or creating a podcast. And that's one of the reasons why I recommend to podcasters to you know, or corporates who are interested in creating a podcast is to work with a team. Now, that team could be outsourced editors or they could be a full service agency, and we offer both. And the reason is, is that if you... Invest 90% of your energy in the creation of the content. The problem is, is that you leave very little left over for the important work. And that important work is the promotion. And what happens is, is that you invest all this time in getting guests, all this time in creating interesting conversations. And you publish and boom, it bombs it bombs like a lead balloon, a mixture of analogies there, but you get what I'm talking about. And that is even harder when you put in so much effort up front and you're looking at it thinking, why isn't this happening? And it may turn into a blame game. Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you do this? But the point is, is that as business leaders, we personally face a challenge, which is effectively, decision fatigue. It's why Barack Obama used to eat two boiled eggs every morning, day in, day out, without fail. It's why Mark Zuckerberg wears the same hoodie day in, day out to the office of Facebook. It's not because they're lazy. It's because they don't want to be making decisions about stuff that doesn't matter. And Obama used to say, you know, he makes thousands of decisions every day. And one of those decisions is, do I press that red button or not? You don't want him wasting that decision energy on whether or not he's going to have um, cereal or boiled eggs for breakfast. And in the same way, we expend a lot of managerial decision-making executive energy on creating content, i.e. those books or the this podcast or any podcast, for example. And if you don't have good workflows, that is multiplied I.e., you know, if you're now having to think every time, what do I do next? Okay, I've got the audio. What do I do next? If you're having to think about all this stuff, what that means is that you're expending a lot of energy on stuff that doesn't matter. Because what matters is whether or not your audience listens to the podcast. And there is a gap between creating the podcast and listening to the podcast. And Where I started, the old days, we're talking even pre-COVID, a couple of years ago now, is old world of Amazon, where simply creating a podcast was enough to get listeners because there was a shortage of content. So you had listeners who, you know, they got their iPhone for Christmas or their iPod back in the day, and then they were looking for stuff to fill it with. And that tends to be the case, isn't it? When you get a new service, you tend to fill it with lots of stuff. You remember when you first used iTunes and you bought every single single that you ever listened to. And then you realized actually, probably that wasn't such a good idea long term. But that's how we are. And that era has gone. The era we're in now is where there is excess competition in this space. And whilst that doesn't mean this space isn't there for the winning. It means that you can't go into podcasting now with an amateur mindset, just as you couldn't publish a game and compete with the big studios. You couldn't compete with Rockstar Games. You couldn't compete with any of the Steam platform portfolio. You couldn't compete with Ubisoft, for example. You you could if you got really lucky and you had that one-hit wonder flappy bird, but these are... You know, these are exceptions. 99% of people will fail because they don't have that professionalism that those publishing studios have. So how do you think like a publishing studio? And the key is metrics. And what I want to do for the next 10 minutes is talk about the three key podcast metrics that you should focus on. Peter Drucker, the management guru, once said, what's measured gets done. And that's so important in all of business, and it's equally important in podcasts. So my question that I ask podcast clients when they start working with us is, how do you measure success? What's your vision of success for this podcast? And usually people will say, well, I'd like to create thought leadership. I'd like to raise awareness of this issue or this conversation point that we talk about, um, et cetera, et cetera. I would like to do all these different kinds of things. And that's great as a starting point. Now, what you need to do is you need to convert that objective into hard metrics. And I'll talk about the podcast planning method that we use at Pickle. And the reason why I say podcast planning method is P-O-D-C-A-S-T. It works out. Oh, we've just talked about is the objective. What is the objective? of this podcast. So you may say it's to raise brand awareness and that brand awareness may be about a specific issue. For example, maybe your company is all about artificial intelligence ethics. So let's say you want to raise issues, raise awareness of artificial intelligence Ethics. Right now, what you need to do is have metrics to help you do that because you have the objective, but the objective isn't how you're going to manage this podcast on a day to day basis. And what tends to happen is so much effort goes into the amateur podcasting approach to your communications, i.e., what I'm talking about is like all of that decision making about stuff that doesn't matter. And that means that you're not then leaving anything headspace-wise for thinking about metrics. And it's so true in podcasting, and I've recorded over a thousand, produced over a thousand episodes, and I've seen a lot of podcasts out there. I've seen a lot of people come and go, and I've seen what makes podcasts successful, especially in the business space. And the key point that I want to drill into the, the, the message here, and maybe you take away, is that you can't hit a target you don't see. So most podcasters are aimless, meaning that they're focused on this passion project, which is, you know, creating a podcast because they enjoy it, which is fine. It's okay if that's what you want. If you just want to create a podcast because you enjoy it. However, if you're just doing it because you enjoy it, don't then later on start asking yourself, why aren't I getting an audience? Why aren't I, you know, featuring on Apple in the top 100 of my category? That's, you've got to understand is that the reason why that's happening is because you don't have a target. So once you have a target, you can address those questions. You may then flip, for example, you say, well, I started as a passion project and now I realize actually this is more than a passion. And that happened to me when I started Asia Tech Podcast, exactly the same. Started as a passion project, started getting really good traction with audience with listeners and thought, wow, this could be more than a passion project. So I need to first professionalize. It's going back to those amateur game publishers. You got to think like the big studios. So let's talk about the three key podcast metrics that you should focus on. And they are ARK, audience, ranking, keywords. Now, the obvious one is audience, but that's only one third of the picture. And I won't talk a lot about Audience, Because often the case is if you want A, then you got to do R and K, right? Meaning that audience is the byproduct of ranking and keywords. So what a lot of people do is they look at audience and they say, how do I increase this? And there's a number of problems here because it's difficult to increase audience without a strategic approach to it. Meaning, what a lot of people do when they have a podcast, and this is very true in the B2B space, is this, that they have a podcast, they invite people onto the podcast, they get that guest to share the podcast, next, same process, invite somebody interesting from your industry with a network or an audience amplifier. And get them to share the podcast with their network. And some share really well and some don't. And often there isn't a correlation between the, how should I put it, the kudos of that guest and your results. What what tends to happen is, is that the ones who share tend to be the ones who value the podcast more, whereas the big trophy guest tend not to share. They see your podcast as one stop in the PR rounds so yeah they're happy to come onto your podcast for 15 minutes and pitch or they're happy to come onto your podcast and use it like they would use any other podcast but what they won't do in return is promote your podcast it tends to be a lot of taking and not a lot of give and take so what tends to happen is that strategy the spiking strategy which is it's almost like Our addiction to sugar is that you're tired, you take some sugar, um, you have like a sweet coffee, and then it gives you a spike, and then that keeps you going for a few hours, and then boom, you crash again, and then you have to start all over again, and that tends to be what happens if you look at, for example, the audience charts of people who employ the spiking strategy meaning that they invite guests and get the guests to share it, and then next guest next guest next guest is it's similar to somebody who is reliant on coffee to get through the day and the problem with that is it's addictive meaning that you spend so much time getting guests and focusing on that guest that you're not thinking about strategically growing the podcast you're spending too long working in the podcast and not working on the podcast now what i mean by that is that you are investing all your energy in the decisions that don't matter unless for example like that meeting with that person is what counts if that's fine again it's a passion project but the number one problem here is that if i listen to your interview with john then Chances are, I'm not going to listen to your interview with Mary. And why is that? Well, the reason is, is I came to John because I know John. He shared it with his network. And that was what our marketing strategy was, is that, John, you come on my podcast, you share it with your network. And therefore, as a result of that, I saw it. I came and listened to it. And, you know, I like John. I know his work. I've read his books. But I'm not interested in Mary. Who's Mary? I don't know anything about Mary. Now, that's a problem. And that creates spiking, which means that very little of your listenership who listen to John compound, meaning that, again, you know, we're talking single figure percentages move from episode one to two to three to four, etc., and that is not how you can grow a podcast in that situation you're constantly relying on bigger pick-me-ups i.e you know bigger doses of coffee more sugar and every time that just crashes you down because now you have to say well i need a bigger guest because now i need i really need to grow my audience so i need a big a-list guest so you spend all this time investing in the a-list guest and what happens is they come on the podcast and boom it doesn't get you the results that you want and therefore you depleted all your energy in working on the podcast as opposed to working in sorry sorry the other way around working in the podcast as opposed to working on the podcast so how do you work on the podcast now this is what I'm going to talk about in the coming episodes it's the three key metrics audience ranking and keywords so we've talked about audience in episode one and why in many cases audience isn't That credible as a benchmark of performance because we live in a world where there is no credible currency, i.e. what you say your podcast numbers are and what I say my podcast numbers are is simply trust, i.e. like you get those numbers from your podcast metrics. I get them from mine, but there's no way to compare the two. It's not like Google, which allows you to benchmark searches and traffic against other searches and traffic. In the podcast world, Apple and Spotify own the data, and they don't want to free that up because ultimately they are not advertisers. Their subscription models are not advertising models, meaning they don't want to democratize the advertising data to, you know, the little people, the people who won't make a big difference, i.e. every single podcaster. So Looking at audience, and if somebody says, oh, I get 100,000 listeners, I guarantee they don't. I guarantee that most people who say they get X aren't actually getting X. Most people, okay? And there are exceptions in this. And the reason is, is because it's like asking people what they ate this week. People always tend to be very favorable on themselves. So audience isn't a great tool to benchmark. It's a great tool to measure internal performance. So how do you measure internal performance and what are the benchmarks that you need in growing your podcast? The R stands for ranking and this is one of the most effective benchmarks for you to look at who is successful in your category. Now I tell you this is probably where a lot of podcasters go wrong. The first question I will ask somebody who has an existing podcast is what category are you in? And I'll let you think about that for now. You should know the category you are in off the bat. And the reason why is because categories are probably the, one of the most important, um, well, selection of categories is one of the most important factors in podcast success. And podcast success is all about Organic traffic. So, if you want to get organic traffic, you have to dress up your podcast to suit the needs of Apple and Spotify. Because if you can get into top 10, top 20 of your category, just like Amazon, they will look at your podcast and say, hmm, this is really interesting. This is a podcast with good audience and it is engaging and it's regular and it's consistent that's the kind of content we want so i'm going to promote it and what that means is that when i look at somebody else's podcast and it's about an aligned podcast subject let's say artificial intelligence when i look at the artificial intelligence uh listing on my app or on The website, what I'm going to see is listeners also subscribe to. And lo and behold, in that box, there's an artificial intelligence ethics podcast. That looks interesting to me. So what's happening now and why ranking is so important is a polarization of organic traffic, meaning that we've moved beyond the amateur world of podcast publishing. And that was the days when simply build it and they will come or publish it and you will get listeners. 're in a we're in a scenario now where what's happening is Apple and Spotify are now being discerning with how they they're, they're offering organic traffic to listeners So what's happening is is your podcast in the past would have got more hits it would have got more audience but now what they're doing is saying, well actually you're not relevant because yes you are about artificial intelligence ethics but you're like number two in the 200 in the rankings so actually what i'm going to do is i'm going to funnel traffic to this guy because he's number 20 in the rankings and the reason why I wanna he's number 20 is because well you have reasonably similar audiences but he publishes more regularly and he's more consistent and also his keywords are better meaning that when people search for AI, he's coming up on the rankings. So what's happening now is that a vast majority of podcast publishers are now losing out because the market is professionalizing. And what Apple and Spotify are doing, are they looking at who's playing the game with us? And if you want to play the game with us, we're going to funnel you more traffic. And then the other guys are going to get less traffic. And this then compounds the problems that the guys operating the spiking strategy face, meaning that they're getting less and less organic traffic. And therefore, they're more and more reliant on the spiking strategy, meaning getting better and better guests uh, or publishing more and more frequently. But what you should be doing rather than getting sucked into that you know, that pump and dump type operation on audiences is you should be stepping out of that and saying, okay, I need long-term organic growth. I'm going to take a little bit of time away out of working in the podcast. So I'm maybe going to slow things down a little bit here and use that time to start optimizing ARK, audience ranking keywords because I tell you this if you get into the top 10 of your category and that starts with knowing which category you are in and I'll talk about why that absolutely matters because for example if you're in business there are 16,000 shows in the education category and 2,600 in the nonprofit category so think about that if you were for example um about artificial intelligence for kids, as an example, you have a choice which category you could be in here. Or if you were like the effect of AI on society, you could be in education, 16,000, technology, 7,000, nonprofit, 2,600. So, which is going to be more competitive for you? You could rank higher in nonprofit simply by virtue of the fact that it's four or five times less competitive. So think about that, these choices make a huge impact. And this has been tried and tested in Amazon, the idea of finding a niche category, dominating it, becoming a bestseller, and then using that then to go into the bigger categories. What people are doing today is the amateur approach, pump and dump the the spiking approach. They're not aware of what category they're in, when it comes to podcasts and so they end up if they're b2b in the business category which is the most competitive of all they're not getting any organic traffic whatsoever then constantly relying on pump and dump to keep the podcast alive and then ultimately as what may happens as you become more and more reliant on caffeine and sugar the crash and then it's like oh well i gave up on that because it just didn't have any traction so Let's get out of that mindset and that way of doing things. And what I want to talk to you in the next episode on Podcast Maps about is how to work on your podcast as opposed to working in your podcast. And that starts with the three key metrics, A, R, K, audience, ranking, keywords. You can get all the content that I've talked about on the Podcast Maps podcast at podcastmaps.com.